I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In the words of Lovey Smith when he coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now with the Houston Texans, is this Tom? You know what, Rick? We're not going to get into it about what happened. There were uh, a lot of allegations. There were things said. There were things done. Lawsuits were filed. Some were withdrawn. Not all of them. We had a mediator at one point. Your people told me that I shouldn't come on. You didn't want me on. I My people were advising against it. But it's what the kids want. It's what the listeners want. It's what the people want. So I'm back. Well, I wasn't going to get into all that. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I, I actually have a... Uh, a letter from your attorney um, that I signed that uh, was a you know an NDA, but we won't That's we won't say, violate any of that. There was restraining orders yeah. filed. It was all mm, we can't yeah. get into it. But. No, <laughs> I just look. All I remember saying uh, is that uh, uh, you told me you didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I said it could have been the soft mattress, and then <laughs> then you then you went off, and then I heard you were seeing a therapist. Look, I got my own bag of issues. We can forget about mom for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's yeah, I, I think the last time I was on here, Tom Brady was still with the Patriots. Is that true? <laughs> I think that's true. Right. Well, he wasn't retired, although he may not be now. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into I, we got to get into some of that about whether or not this guy's coming back or whatever. But how are you doing, man? I haven't. Boy, what is there? You know, who was the MVP of the season this year? They said it was Aaron Rodgers. I think it was Rick Stroud. Every time I opened up my. Twitter, every time I opened up my, my computer, my laptop, Rick Stroud breaking stories about Antonio Brown, Rick Stroud breaking stories about Urban Meyer. What a season you had, man. It was unbelievable. Well, I didn't have anything, to, anyone to talk to on the show except for Steve, so I had a lot of time uh, <clears throat> to do my real job. And then, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was eventful. It certainly was. Um, you know, Can I, you think of a more eventful? I mean, you you cover, now look, you covered some teams over the years. Well, you've you and I have always talked about this. Give me special good or give me special bad. Special absolutely. bad can be fun too. Yeah. But like I I'm trying to remember a season. Seriously, I, I'm I'm patting you on the back here. I mean, it was between the Antonio Brown and the Urban Meyer, and then all the stuff with Brady. It's it. I'm having a hard time thinking of a more newsy season, especially because it was. I mean, I know you had some of those years where it was like, geez, what, MRSA and Josh Freeman and captaincy and trades and release and all that stuff. This was I, – I, can you remember a more newsworthy season, especially these two stories? That was unbelievable. Um, no, thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I would say, you know, going back to the Dungy years, I mean, a lot of times there were coaching changes. You know, the whole Bill Parcells thing was, was, was busy. Um, but it, just in terms of, like, a couple major national stories and, and, and the kind of stories you've worked on these, Tom, were – um, lawyers get involved. <laughs> we spend an hour on the phone and uh, they go line by line to make sure you're not going to get sued. Um, so that was interesting. But and in fact, you wrote about uh, a lawsuit um, by Sarah Palin in the New York <laughs> Times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can your get into that in a little bit. But we'll I'm telling you, that. thank you. Thanks. I'll tell you what, though, Rick, I, you and I actually we were talking a bit during that Antonio Brown. And not that you need any validation from me or that the I can just say I can tell you. 
because I, you know, I saw the reaction you got on Twitter. I want to get into this a little bit. Like, there are a lot of people out there who, who blamed, you know, oh, let's blame Rick Stroud or Rick Stroud's just, you know, running with this crazy story. I just want to pass along that you and I talked about this a lot while you were going through it. And I know for a fact, like, you, like, these were sleepless nights for you. And it wasn't, I mean, you were chasing the story. You were doing what a good reporter does, what a good journalist does. You're just trying to find out the truth as to what happened. But it wasn't like, eh, let's just throw this against the wall and see what happens. Like, it was way detailed. And you're right. Lawyers were involved. You wanted to make sure you got it right. And I know how how much um, you really uh, wanted to be sure. I mean, you were, that was what you were planning on doing, like getting this right. It wasn't like, uh, again, it was, it's not even like you enjoyed it. We were talking about it. It was... I was just really impressed with just, I mean, you and I were talking about it. It's like, what do you think? It's just, here's what we have. And this is, here's what the lawyers are saying. Not that you were looking for my advice, but I think you were looking for a little bit of somebody to say like, yeah, man, I think you're okay here. But it's, it's not easy stuff. And it, and I know you really fretted over it as you were, as you were going through it. Yeah. You know, um, I guess the best thing you can do is get off social media because that, that's usually where most of the, you know, the vermin lies. But um, to be honest, there was pushback. And I haven't made any secrets about this. There was pushback from the Bucks organization from the word go. You know, um, I, I felt like their intent was to try to just kill the story, you know, rather than um, let us report the story and find out where the facts led us. And we know where they led us. They led us exactly, um, you know, two or three games suspension by Antonio Brown, who then and stop traffic if this surprises you melted down on his own and you know stripped to the waist and walked off the field and got fired uh, at the new york jets game his second game back so i've never seen anything like that let me just say i've never <laughs> seen anything like that i watch i was like it was one of those days i usually work on sundays because i'm getting a newsletter ready for monday but i i'll watch the red zone all day i also want to talk about that a little bit but i, I watched the red zone all day and at one point i looked up and i'm like was, wait, what's going on? Like, I, I half was paying attention to what was going on. I was like, is this pregame? Was he out there in pregame without a shirt on? And, and then I'm, I'm on Twitter, and people are like, all I'm saying, Antonio Brown just starts trending. And it's and every tweet, tweet is Antonio Brown. It's like, what the hell is going on with Antonio Brown? Let me ask you, Rick, does he ever play football again in the National Football League? Absolutely. You think Absolutely so? he does. Yes, because there's a sucker born every minute. Um <laughs> Listen, talent will take you a long way, and, and people will, you know, sort of hold their nose, as the Bucks did twice, by the way. Uh, you know, they signed him the first time after he had an eight-game suspension for assaulting a tow truck driver. That wasn't the first time he kind of blew up his own career, as you know. Uh, he did that in Pittsburgh. He did it in Oakland. Or Oakland, listen to me. Yeah, well, it was old. Oakland at the time, yeah. It was, it was Las Vegas eventually, but... Um, you know, he, he did that, you know, with the Raiders and, and, uh, and with the Patriots, um, to some extent. So, you know, um, they signed him, they won a Super Bowl with him. Tom Brady wanted him. They would do anything for Tom Brady. He won the Super Bowl. He, they caught a touchdown pass, all that. So then he got involved with his trainer, uh, who had three, you know, accusations of, uh, sexual assault. They waited. He was the last guy they signed as a free agent. They waited until that suit was settled in civil court. Um, and then they re-signed him again. So, you know, it, it, uh, we talk about the Sean Watson here in a bit, but I mean, it just basically shows you that, you know, my favorite saying is always that, you know, sometimes when you lay down on hay, you might get eight hours sleep, but you're going to wake up scratching. Right. Um, and, and I just think that 
there will be a team because the one thing you, that's undeniable about Antonio Brown, he's an unbelievably gifted football player at thirty, whatever he is, thirty-two, thirty-three years old. The guys, the guys, unbelievable. Like you can't cover him. Right. Um, and so if he wants to, if he wants to play, and he's motivated enough, and shows up and does all the things you have to do to play, um, then he will. I I don't know what he's doing now. I mean, he's kind of become, you know, buddies with Kanye West, or you know, he's got a lot of other outside interests and things, and. It was interesting to see him sort of like throw shade at Tom Brady of all people after, you know, after he was dismissed or or released or whatnot. There's talks about, you know, defamation suits and things like that. I don't know if that's going to hold water. Hey, just a reminder, uh, while we're chatting about big events here in the Tampa Bay area, the 18th annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding. That's happening this February 25th through the 27th. They've already erected that beautiful 1.8-mile, 14-turn track that uses the streets of St. Petersburg at Circles Pioneer Park, the Duke Energy Center of the Arts, and, of course, the Dowling Museum. And then it extends onto the runways where the grandstand is at Albert Whitted Airport. For information and tickets, visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. But, no, it was was a busy year. It was, you know, I, I I did one of these things. Um, that we do sometimes with the times it's in-house um stephanie hayes our you know our great columnist will uh do kind of training sessions if you will yeah and i'm usually the one that needs them but (laughs) this one wasn't technical and it was i felt like i was being interviewed by james limpton inside the actor's studio i any minute i expected her to say what's your favorite swear word (laughs) right when you get to heaven what are you gonna ask god (laughs) (laughs) and so um, it, it was really, it was really an interesting, uh, self-reflection of, uh, of all the stuff that had gone on. But this year was truly one of those years. And, you know, in journalism, cause you've done this forever that, um, there comes a point when you doubt yourself about like, geez, you know, I know I got this story right. And, and there were about 15 days, you know, the Bucks released a statement about Brown and the vaccination cards. And, um, you know, we, we, we followed protocol. We found no irregularities, et cetera. Uh, and it looked like that was going to be the end of it. You know, I knew the NFL was looking into it, um, but that's when all the shade came. Is like, ah, there's nothing here. I wouldn't ever talk to that guy, blah, blah, blah. And they, and the Bucks didn't, by the way. As soon as I told them about the story, forget about printing it before I even did that, a lot of people um, over there told me that, that, you know, they wouldn't return calls or text messages, and they didn't. Um, but that aside, you know, you, you just got to keep keep plowing forward and then, you know, about 15 days after the story ran, what do you know? The NFL did their jobs and found out that there were three players um, that all had the same card from Citrus County on the same day, even though when they were interviewed, they said they went by themselves separately, which didn't make any sense. Um, and, and the rest is history. So it's, you, you know, know, it's interesting, Rick, though. You, there are there are those moments where we've all done it. You write something as yeah. fact that it's because, that, that you, you know, it's true. Yeah. But until it's until it comes out public <laughs> with mm-hmm. somebody else, there's mm-hmm. the, I'm sure Schefter and Jeff Darlington just there there had to have been like at least a couple of minutes there where they're like, Okay, Brady's gonna announce his retirement, right? Like we already come out or Jason Lockin Ford before that, who said yeah. Brady's Brady's gonna retire. I remember years ago, um <laughs> the uh the Tampa Bay I was covering the lightning. This is this is going back to I guess it was it would have been the late nineties, and Terry Crisp was the head coach. And you knew Crisp was in trouble. They they started off. They had a bad road. They had this horrible road trip. The one of the owners came on the the road with them. 
uh, and met with them, and I was like, okay, this is going to be the end. Well, we're in New York on a Friday night. I'm covering the team with Tim Buckley. Remember Tim Buckley? He used to work with the Times. And Roy Cummings and Ira Kaufman are covering for the uh, Tampa Tribune. And so we they lose on a Friday night at Madison Square Garden. They they lose to the to the Rangers. And Tim and I byline us, co byline a story where basically we're saying Terry Crisp likely is going to be fired before the before the weekend is over. Um they're flying back to Tampa and it's highly unlikely he'll continue on. But we hedged a little bit. Just just yeah. a little bit. Ira Kaufman writes a story that says Terry Chris will be fired tomorrow and replaced on an interim basis by Rick Patterson, who will be behind the bench for Sunday's game. So he went way further. He has it. So Sunday, they have a practice, and we're there, and here comes Terry Crispot for practice. And the look on Ira <laughs> Kaufman's face. And there's Phil Esposito, who's a GM. As Christmas walking by, <laughs> Ira looks at Phil Esposito and goes, What's he doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and Phil goes, he's our coach, Ira. Well, Ira turned white. I mean, just as I mean, as all the blood dropped dropped out of him. And then about an hour after practice, they they fired Crisp, and Rick Patterson was the interim coach that night. And Ira ultimately had it right. But there's those couple minutes where Ira was just like, and, and if you to say, I mean, Chris could he was at the near shot of Terry Crisp. When he said, what's he doing here? I mean, he was personally <laughs> upset that Terry Chris, this guy had not, who's been, who was a great guy, and was not fired, you know. So we all go through that. I'm sure there were a moment there, even even though you knew that story was right with Antonio Brown, and you were, you were sure of it until, you know, until it actually, somebody confirmed it. I'm sure there was a moment there where you're like, I know I'm right, but it would be nice if somebody else would tell me I'm right, you know. Well, I, I just think, you know, the NFL had to get to the point where, you know, I mean, it, you know, it, listen, the whole COVID protocol thing was weird to begin with. And, and no one's naive enough to think that, you know, those three players were the only ones that turned in cards anywhere in the country. Right. I mean, if you're sure. if your employer is asking for them, they're hard to verify all that stuff. And so um, it would not have surprised me if the league they simply couldn't verify. You know, you can call and get batch numbers. You can do a lot of things. Um, but you're not privy to medical records in certain states. And that's usually where it ends. And and I thought that's where it would end with the NFL. Um, they were able to get a little more information about what those specific cards said um, and match them up against others. And then, you know, they got their result. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's part of the business. You do the best job you can. You're not, you know, you don't have any personal access to swing here. But um, it worked out the way it did. And, you know, the Josh Lambeau thing – kind of came out of out of the sky, you know, a little bit. Um, I had a, a source, um, you know, very close to Lambeau. He had a story to tell. And I think when you write stories like Antonio Brown, when you become the authority on certain things and people trust you, then other people will trust you with their sensitive stories. And it wasn't long after the Antonio Brown one that, um, you know, that the Lambeau thing came forward. And, and I went to bed that night. You know, I mean, Urban had done a pretty good job of, you know, cutting his own neck there in Jacksonville quite a few times before that. Um, whether you want to call it the last straw or whatever, he was 2-11 and 11 at that point. But he was preparing his team to play that week, um, you know, on Wednesday. And had game I'd planned. say what, Rick, if I could just jump in real quick. You talk about Urban Meyer. I did not see that coming. And I probably in the minority on this. I, I, first off, I, I'm, I was a little surprised he took the job. I thought – 
he it was going to sit out for a while, and then there, a college team was going to come calling at some point. Because Urban Meyer, we can say what you want about him. He's a heck of a college football coach. I mean, you throw out Saban. I mean, has there been a better one in the last 20 years, 30 years? You know, a better college football coach than Urban Meyer? No, I... Certainly, you can look at his time at Florida and time at Ohio State. And he made mistakes, and I'm not. The, I wrote plenty of columns bashing Urban Meyer. I'm not. Urban Meyer's not my favorite guy in the world, but he's a heck of a coach. When he took the Jacksonville job, I go, okay, I, I guess he's going to be committed to this thing. But then he had the thing where he didn't fly home with the team, and then he embarrasses he getting, you know, like basically a co-ed sitting on his lap at, at a bar in Columbus while they're in in the midst of this horrible season, and then comes back i'm surprised rick i thought he would i knew jacksonville wasn't that good but it almost seemed like he mailed it in which kind of surprised me i thought he would i thought he would be better than that no i just i just think college coaches tom for the most part there's been few exceptions obviously you know pete carroll was in the nfl then went to usc then won a super bowl with seattle um you know there's a bunch of examples probably on the positive side but more more so i think it's it's a different it's a whole different job to begin with but it's also you know, it's a different game because, you know, when you're coaching in the NFL, typically you're dealing with a lot of players who are, are uh, make more money than you do. Let's start there. Um, that's possible. And the coverage, no matter what you say about college football, a lot of it's regional. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and for sure. With the National Football League, there's only 32 of these, but there's there's so many shows on the air on ESPN, NFL Network, CBS, NBC, all those, all those programs. And I remember talking to Greg Schiano about this because he, you know, obviously came from Rutgers, and he said, and, and not that Rutgers had a ton of coverage up there in the, you know, the New York uh, City area, but they they still were in the Big Ten and all of that. But he said to me, he goes, there was nothing like. Um, my education to the NFL because I would go downstairs and I would talk to you guys in the media room. And he said, before I could walk out of there, take the elevator up to my office, go to my office. What I had just said was already being dissected on NFL network or ESPN or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it it just happened that much fat, that, that much faster. There's just so many more eyeballs on the product. Um, you look at the ratings for the Super Bowl. I don't know, it was 116 million people 112 or million like. people watched that game, yeah. Yeah. Hey, set on the downtown streets of the Sunshine City, my hometown, St. Petersburg, it's the 18th annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, presented by RP Funding, and it kicks off Florida's spring break season with some high-speed excitement. For race information and tickets, visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. Another racing season is getting ready to start right here in St. Petersburg. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Perfect. I mean, I, wait, I get up every morning, Rick, and I, you know, I'm watching Get Up, and then I flip over to NFL and the um, Good Morning Football, Football. or whatever mm-hmm. that show is called on the NFL Network. Yeah. It's and they, and they will have no shortage of anything to talk about. Mm-hmm. Even the season's over, mm-hmm. and every I mean, I watched it this morning, 
and they're talking about Brady, and they're talking about mm-hmm. Rodgers, and they're talking about is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? I saw a thing the other day. I uh, Tim Brando. I like Tim Brando. He's a pretty good. We had, used to have him on the radio. You should show talk to him all the time. Yeah, on WD, and he was talking about college basketball. Like, hey, okay, football's over. It's time to talk about how come no one's talking about college basketball. <laughs> And I'm like, man, sorry, man. It's it's the NFL runs everything. I heard I heard something pretty, and I here I'm actually glad. It's I don't know if there's anything you want to add about Urban Meyer there, but I I was actually gonna. Say no, you can go ahead and segue. I was, you know, it's your show, Tom. You haven't been Thanks. on for six months. Yeah, just, no. just we're just gonna let you go. You've been reading books on existentialism. Go ahead, I'm not go gonna ahead. stop you. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and go. You know, go ahead and get something to eat, take a drink, make a sandwich, do whatever yeah, you're gonna do. I, I can handle it the next. That's what we were hoping minutes. for. No, no. Okay, so here's what I here's what I was here's what I was getting to, and this is I'll just give me like a minute for a preamble here, but I don't know what it is this year, Rick. I, I, you and I are very similar in that you covered football for the bulk of your journalism career. I covered hockey for the bulk of my career, but as much as I love hockey, I think both you and I, I think I could speak for you, like baseball is in our blood. That's our, that's the sport we really love. That's our DNA, yes. Right, and I, and even today, but we grew up playing it. You played at a much higher level than I did. You played Division I uh, in college, and, and, but we both loved it. We both love the sport. We both, to this day, love the sport. But I'll tell you what, Rick, as much as I love baseball and hockey, I also really enjoy covering hockey at my time. I can never remember, Rick, over the last year enjoying a season or a sport as much as I have the National Football League. And it's unbelievable. And there's so many reasons not to like this sport right now. I mean, with the whole diversity issue, I mean, it's a major problem. I mean, Brian Flores' lawsuit, we shouldn't need a lawsuit to show us. Like, there's a serious issue here with diversity among, you know, among head coaches and executives and ownership in mm-hmm. the National Football League. We got... The Washington football team with an embarrassment for an owner and Daniel Snyder and, and all the toxic problems we had. We had the whole Gruden thing. Um, the Dallas Cowboys now are in a mess. Um, you know, Miami, we're, we're looking at maybe the owner fixing games, basically. And then, of course, we still have this, you know, it's a never-ending story about concussions and what happens to retired players and their bodies breaking down. And yet, Rick... I can never remember, like I said, enjoying. What is it about football? What is it about this season? I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know what it is. Like, I was so locked in. This was as enjoyable as a football season. As I, I watched every minute. I watched every every week. I watched Red Zone. I don't play fantasy. I don't gamble on it. But it is so powerful, Rick. You must have felt it this year, the National Football League. Like, I think it's taken a step up, if that's possible. Yeah, well, it helped have the fans back, I think, first and foremost. Of course, that helped college football, too. I think we're going through sort of an era of of, of change, and we'll, we'll get into Tom Brady uh, today or tomorrow, whatever. But, um, you know, you have so many great young quarterbacks, especially in the AFC. And, and those games, you know, they were good during the regular season. It, it was a marathon. There were seventeen games this year. There's one. It felt more like game. it felt like that extra week added like five. I added it, it like did. a month, didn't it? It did. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. And and you know, but that aside, um, when you've got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and you know um, Justin you know, Herbert, Justin Herbert, and and you know so many guys and Derek Carr and you know so many great quarterbacks in the AFC, and then you still got you know Aaron Rodgers and you know Tom Brady and. Um, you know whatever Dak Prescott, if you want Stafford to there, was yeah. doing with the Rams, yeah. Dak Prescott. You know, it is uh, 
it is a dynamic league of quarterbacks right now, um, like we haven't seen in a while. And these guys are young, and they're really good. And some of the games that they that they played were were just phenomenal. I mean, I, we saw that one divisional weekend where I think every game was ended by a kick or in overtime, you right. know, um, by a touchdown. And I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes th- that game against the the Bills and the Chiefs game was the game of the year. You know, that's I enjoyed the, the, the Super Bowl. That might be the game of my lifetime, Rick. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, 13 seconds. Yeah, what's he going to do? Oh, he's going to tie. Okay, oh yeah, that's what he's going to. Like, how in the hell? You know, even though Dallas couldn't spike a ball in 14 seconds, somehow these guys <laughs> went the length of the field and and scored to send it in overtime in 13. Right? Um, and and even you know, of course, the Bucks. I mean, that. Oh my gosh. Listen, if the Bucks, I still say this. If the Bucks, I'm sitting next to Joey Knight, and they're down. 27 to 3. And I'm I've got the obituary written, right? I, sure. All I have to do is plug in the funeral the you know where the funeral is going to be and at what time and what church. Um it's over, baby. And he, Joey Knight looks at me and he goes, "I think they're going to win." And I went, "What?" He goes, "It's Tom Brady, man." And I said, "Joey, I've covered football in the National Football League for a little bit here. I did the the Atlanta game. This is not the Atlanta, you know, this is not Super Bowl 52 or whatever." He's not coming back from this. Like, they can't block anybody, right? He's getting hit 17 times. Um, you know, uh, it, it was just – it was not impossible. It was an impossible thing. And damned if the Rams didn't help by turning the ball over, turning the ball over. He starts getting hot, throws bombs to Mike Evans, all this stuff. And the next thing you know, you know, they're in the end zone, Leonard Fournette, with under a minute to go, and it's a tie game. And I have, I've never seen, I mean, that was the most surreal experience and the place is going crazy. And then of course we had cover zero. Um, actually it was two plays, you know, to Cooper cup, who, by the way, I've said this on the podcast many times. You can't, no one just says cup. It's going to be Cooper cup. I know, you know somebody else mentioned that to me the other day. Roy Peter Clark, who I work with, yeah, he said the same thing. He goes, people are incapable of calling him just Cooper or cup. No, it's Cooper cup, it's Cooper cup. It's like, one uh, name, yeah. Yeah, it has a rhythm to it. It's going to be Cooper Cup. Right. Uh, or in this case, now Super Cup. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and, and so Sean Murphy, Bunt, next thing you know, you know, they, they, don't, they have virtually no timeouts, and, and, and they, they run this dig route, this crossing route, Sean Murphy bunting. They've got him covered, sort of, um, and he trips. Tommy steps on his heel and falls down. Now, if he doesn't do that, even if Cooper Cup catches the ball, he's going to be tackled in bounds, and that's the end of the regulation right there. And and so he gets out of bounds to get one more play, and then they hit the shot play, which I still haven't figured out what the hell they were doing because we'll talk to Todd Bowles sometime next August, and maybe we'll get an answer for it, which is another thing that stinks about, you know, Zoom calls and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, and then and to watch Stafford and him work, well, they did the same thing against San Francisco. They did the same thing in the Super Bowl. Like, I've never seen a, a quarterback and a wide receiver, and that guy – if you count the postseason, had like 2,100 yards, by the it's way. It's ridiculous. It's the greatest. Now, I realize that extra game really kind of really screwed with everybody, and plus there's an extra playoff game for some teams. Yeah. I get all that, but the numbers he put up this year were simply Stupid. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uncoverable. And, 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 so- and also in a game where the Super Bowl where they lose OBJ, and mm-hmm. it's like if you're Cincinnati, mm-hmm. if you're the defensive coordinator, say, okay, one, stop Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, just let's just stop him. We stop him. We have a chance, and the guy still gets open. Him and 
I've never seen anybody like him and Kelsey from from yeah. Kansas City. Kansas City. It's just they just run out and turn around <laughs> and catch the ball, and it's yeah. like, wait, how did that happen? Everybody knows they're getting it, and they supposedly have a plan, but they didn't have a very good plan, and so it ended up beating them. But I, I still was, say, though. if the Rams, if the Rams lose to the Bucks, right. as they should have, in my opinion, but if the Rams lose to the Bucks, the Bucks still don't have Tristan Wirfs. They're still a mess on the offensive line. Who knows who's going to play the next week against San Francisco? But that game would have been at at Raymond James again. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't very good. Um, I think the Bucks go to the Super Bowl twice with Tom Brady, if not for. Cooper Cup and the bad defense and the, the, the two plays that, that happened at, at the end of the game that set up my, Matt Gay's field goal. So, you know, they came oh so close, and yet Tom, and we'll talk about this, I guess, uh, as I look at the clock, probably talk about it tomorrow, but um, yes, Tom Jones will be back, folks. I know. This is, <laughs> I'm just getting warmed up, man. I know. We're just starting to insist. I'm, you know, you got your mom, the meat love, all that. So I, I, I'm watching – uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm 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 watching this and and I'm thinking this Brady thing that I just lived from dawn to dusk. You know, it was a yeah, pride yeah. swallowing siege, as Tom Cruise says, that I will never completely tell you about. But for two years, it's been the most unbelievable run, obviously since I've been here. I mean, they won 29 games, Tom, and a Super Bowl. And they did. They won it during a pandemic and all of that stuff. But it was like a. I've said this before. It was like a meteor across the sky. It was there. It was bright. It was everybody looked. You know, looked up. Don't look up. Everybody looked up, and then it was gone. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there is a mourning period for Bucks fans for sure, in, in sort of an anticipation of. Well, first of all, you can't replace the goat, right? Unless the goat himself comes back, and that's a possibility, I suppose. Because, you know, my friend Jim Gray, they, they, he never says never to Jim Gray. <laughs> and so, um, but I, I don't, it's like, I've said, it's like Haley's comment. We won't see this again for 75, 76 years. Well, maybe that's part of what's been my enjoyment. I'm not necessarily a Bucks fan, but it's been incredibly fascinating. If you, if you live in a city, it's always fun when the home team or the local team is, uh, is playing well, or is at least interesting, and they're talked about. On the morning shows and and <laughs> we're getting I mean, an Amber Alert, I think. Are you really? Yeah, well, I, yeah I can hear it in the background. I don't know what it is. Let's hope it's. Was, it says it's a guy driving an Audi. Uh, wait, that's me. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's I. I just the the last season and not really the last couple, but really this past season, Rick. I I can't remember a more enjoyable. It seems like every team has something. Uh, interesting about him. Even teams that were bad, Cleveland, oh, it's Baker Mayfield. Is he the guy? Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger, what's Big he going to do? Philadelphia, oh, is Jalen Hurts the guy? And you're right, it's it's a quarterback league, and and it's and every team has a quarterback issue. You know, even mm-hmm. even teams that make the playoffs and don't win. Oh, I can't live with Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. Kyler Murray wants out of Arizona. Yeah, it's it's every oh Aaron Rodgers is he staying or is he going? Every team has this fascinating story involving their quarterbacks and it's just made for like I said just the most enjoyable season that I can remember in some time and I I think part of it is yeah the red zone to me to me the two greatest inventions that of mankind are paper (laughs) towels and the red zone I think those (laughs) 
<laughs> without a doubt, are my favorite two inventions. Scott Hansen and paper towels, maybe. <laughs> and they Scott go Hansen. together in a weird the guy, way. Uh, the, I, the guy's unbelievable. He sits there for yeah. seven hours and doesn't doesn't have to go to the bathroom. It's well, that's why he needs the paper towels. That's, that's <laughs> to clean up the mess afterwards. That's what I'm it's saying. It's so enjoyable, and I never and I was never like that, Rick. I've I've at times looked back and say, "This is a brutal sport. How can we? It's you know, it's mm-hmm. it's modern day gladiators. Yeah, uh, these guys are literally literally killing themselves, or, or or going to an early grave because they play this game. And like I said, it's so hard to. I wrote about the Olympics, and you know, we're talking about the about the Olympics going to China and, and all these human uh, human rights uh, issues that that China just their abysmal record when it comes to to human rights. And then you hear Jay Donde on Around the Horn. He's like, "Wait, who's the United States to criticize? You know, we're look how we treat black people in this country, and look how we you know and, and voting rights. And every country has some sort of issue." And it's and you look at the NFL and say, oh my gosh, like how can we have? I can. There was a moment that we had one black head coach, one, mm-hmm. and and it's clearly a mess, and it's and it's and it clearly needs to be fixed. And we're I don't feel like we're any closer to fixing it than we were before this latest coaching cycle. And yet the sport, Rick, remains as popular as ever. I heard something the other day. Somebody was asking about the Olympics. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking. I think it was Tim Layden who covers. The Olympics for he used to work for SI for a million years. Now he works for NBC Sports, and they were asking him about how come the Olympics aren't as popular as they used to be. And he said it's the NFL's fault. <laughs> the NFL has turned every other sport into a niche sport, and I believe that. That you have the NFL who everybody watches, and then you have hockey fans who watch the NHL, and you have NBA fans who watch the NBA, and you have baseball fans like you and I. But the NFL is everybody follows the NFL. It, there's the NFL and then everybody else, and that's how it works. It's just, it's become our Premier League, I guess. You know, like the rest mm-hmm. of the world follows, or Europe at least follows the Premier League. We follow the NFL, and it's, it's a monster, Rick. It's a beast. I don't have to tell you. You live it. You cover it, and it's every day. It's. I'm sure you wake up every day, and it's. I, I, it's used to me a million years ago, Rick. You'd wake up. I know I did. You wake up. Okay, what's the Tribune have today? Now you wake up and it's like, what's ESPN have? What's the NFL? What's Schefter writing about? Like, yeah. what's your, you got you to have Schefter on your tweet. First thing you do is pick up your phone. What's Schefter tweeting today? It's unbelievable. I just can't get over it. Like, what a monster it's become. Well, two things. One, um, we put the trivia out of business, so I don't wake up and look at them anymore. Two, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I know it's, eh, there's some bad feelings out there. Um, and two, um, what was number two? Uh, see, I can't remember. I work so much. Well, I mean, it, I mean, I was just saying, just it's this. You used to worry about the what's what's everybody locally writing or yeah, the Adam Schefter, the Adam Schefter thing yeah. is just that. What what you know, Adam is his own little animal, and so and uh, let's we'll talk about this tomorrow. But I, I think the whole you know, anytime he comes on and says, according to my sources, you just found out that Tom Brady is going to retire. You know. Then, then it's the word of God at that point. Like, I, I, no one can compete with Schefter because he's a broker, an information broker, um, right. and it's very hard for me to give news to another team uh, about the Bucks. You know, I, I, I don't deal in that business, and so Adam is the best there is, and I never doubt what he has to report, even if he's four or five days ahead of the schedule. So there's that. But yeah, it's a beast. Um, we've got lots to talk about about the Bucks situation, about their quarterback situation. You've been gone so long. 
that J-Lo and Ben Affleck are back together again. Why can't we be back together again? We should be back together. The last time you and I were together, Kim Kardashian and Kanye were still together. She is... That's like two boyfriends ago, isn't and it? Like, like, like Kanye's already broken up with somebody since then. Another one, right? Yeah. And who's, so. that, who's the Saturday Night Live comedian? He's on like his... Uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. My hat's off, man. Oh, speaking of relationships busting up, too, how about our, our guy, Aaron Rodgers, man? Him and his, him and his girlfriend. Yeah, that was, that was a shock. His Hollywood pals out there not really buying into the uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, sort of slant on life in what's, particular. Yeah, what's, right. I, although, it's shocking. I guess I, I knew something was up when Olivia Munn started trending on Twitter today. <laughs> and then That's Danica all. Patrick started trending, and I'm like, what the <laughs> All my exes live in Texas. And I got stuff for you coming up tomorrow. How about Marty St. Louis and Vinny LeCavier in the Montreal La Habitants? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk about it. Wow. Let's get into all of that. Let's keep it going. Tommy's back. He's back. All right. We'll do it tomorrow, man. All right. See you then. Thanks. Hey, folks, don't forget the 18th annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding is happening this February 25th through the 27th. For race tickets and information, go ahead and visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 